about to go a-wandering along the mountain track. And as I go, I love to sing my knapsack on my Good morning. This is Syl Stenman for Wanderings along with Sandy Washington. And we're so happy to welcome Jean Parker this morning. Welcome, Jean, our cottage friend. Um, you live just across the street, but you're not unfamiliar with uh, dinner here in Centennial's dining room and meeting people over here. So nice to have you. Good morning to you. Thank you very much. And Jean... Uh, you have some interesting background as far as your parents. Let's start there, and then we're going to catch up with when you came into that picture. Okay. Uh, my my mother came over in approximately 1904, and she was uh, three years old. Uh, and where and did she come from? She came from Hungary, and my father came shortly thereafter. Uh, with his family, which was a large family, uh, from Italy. So they did not know each other? No, no. At that no. time? He was, he was quite young as well. Uh, my, my mother's family was only uh, three girls and the, the uh, grandmother, my, my grandmother, uh, their mother. Uh, but the father's family was very large, mother and father, and six children at least. That is a big family. Yeah, and they all moved to Bridgeport, Connecticut. Well, if anyone has been to Ellis Island, now I know you said your mother went there directly. I don't know about your father. Yes. They both. Yes, they both. And so my, my daughter researched that and was able to come up with details that was really quite interesting because it was uh, historical information and it was uh, it was available. Well, we can better picture that whole situation if we've had a trip there yeah. to see what it was like for it those must people. Have been very interesting. <laughs> Thank you. So they went to Connecticut, did you say? No, my father's family went to uh, Upper State, New York, White Plains, that oh, area. Uh -huh. My mother's family went to Bridgeport, Connecticut. Well, I'm kind of curious as to how they got together. Oh, well, they ended up, my mother ended up in Scranton, and my father was in Scranton as well. And she was a manicurist, uh, and he came to have his nails done, and that's how they met. And I don't remember her telling me exactly what year they got married, but I was born in 1931. In Scranton, Pennsylvania. In Scranton. No, in Wilkes-Barre, excuse me, in mm -hmm. Wilkes-Barre. Mm -hmm. But you had a lot of experience, a lot of lifetime in Scranton. Oh, we moved to Scranton when I was about three years, uh, three years old. My grandfather tended a uh, burial plot for oh. Jewish people. Uh-huh. And uh, when he died, then the family kind of broke up and the three girls went different way uh your sisters and you i'm sorry your sisters and you my 
I, my mother's sisters. Your mother's sisters, okay. Right. Uh, one went to Whitehaven, Pennsylvania. One went to uh, Los Angeles, California. And my mother went to Scranton. Well, and what did you do as far as education? Were you in Scranton all during your school years? Yes. Yes, I went from uh, school in Scranton uh, until uh, I went to Marywood College for a short period of time. And then after that, you went to, um, oh, some kind of, what does ICS mean? Uh, International Correspondence Schools. I taught at the, under, I, I corrected papers in civil engineering for a, about a year and a half. So I had to take courses in order to be able to correct the papers. So it was a fair amount of uh, mathematical things, uh, plus things like cements and aggregates. and You know, <laughs> so many things that we've talked about in the past are in a field that I have very little experience in. So sitting over there is Sandy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sandy is with us, thankfully, especially today, because, Sandy, you've had so much background, so many similarities with Jean. So now that we get into this more technical, I'll, I'll pick it up again when we get back to other things. But, Sandy, I had to look up some of the words to figure out what all Jean has been involved in, so you know those things. Well, I know a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my family has a medical background. And my first husband got his doctorate in biochemistry at the University of Washington. And after that, he decided to get his MD, which he did in Colorado, and became an OBGYN. <laughs> and that marriage ended in divorce. But my four children were from that first marriage. Then I was married two more times, and those husbands died. But I lived with a biochemist for 17 years, <laughs> and I know what a difficult life that can be and how busy it is. So. Okay. Well, uh, Howie uh, went to the University of California. He w came from a family of medical mm -hmm. uh, doctors, mostly. Uh, his He had an aunt who was the first female doctor in the state of California. Uh, but Howie went to uh, University of California in Berkeley, and he graduated, as I mentioned, number one, receiving the gold medal. Then he went on to medical school, which he wasn't thrilled with. Uh, he, he didn't like medical school like he liked uh, the university. But he got his doctor's degree and was immediately drafted to uh, South Korea uh, and spent a couple of years uh, there, came back and went to work for the Lawrence Berkeley Lab, uh, where he began working on his Ph.D. And he ended what up was getting his, his Ph.D. on? Uh, physics? Biophysics. Biophysics. So... Then he just worked in re research, plus being head of medical services at the Ber at the Lawrence Berkeley Lab. Well, you got to California eventually too. You left Scranton. As I I got to, uh, well, I had a boyfriend in seventh grade when I was in Pinole, California, and 
he I had never heard from him again until he went into service and then he started writing to me. And I had never had any contact from seventh grade until <laughs> I heard from him. It's unusual to find <laughs> someone in seventh grade that became serious. Well, you were a good correspondent. <laughs> well, at any rate, uh, in about six months, we decided to get married. But we hadn't we hadn't met one another again. So you remembered him as a seventh grader? What? Your picture in your mind of him was a seventh grader. Vaguely. Vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, we got married and had three children. Uh, and... We had we had difficulty. He was not the perfect match for me, uh-huh. uh, and he felt he felt I- inferior. He he really felt that I could do and whatever I wanted and do it well, mm-hmm. and he didn't have the same attitude. So he he really felt that. Uh, he couldn't keep up with me. Sure. But he went on to a, a California college. What? He went on to a California college. Well, he yes, but he 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 didn't he didn't last oh. uh, through certain circumstances by chance. Uh, we he was able to get a position at Lawrence Berkeley Lab working in the in the Bevatron for Louis Alvarez, who eventually got the Nobel Prize. What is a Bevatron? The Bevatron is a... uh, I could read a definition from the dictionary. That's one of the words I looked up. Oh, good. Particle acceleration in which protons raised to energies of several billion electron volts. Now... The Bevatron was... uh, invented and developed after the 60-inch cyclotron. The 60-inch cyclotron... I forgot to look that one up. <laughs> the 60-inch cyclotron was at uh, Old Donner Lab, and they used to bring samples down to uh, put on the cyclotron, uh, and that's how uh, elements were discovered. So it was nuclear research. What? It was nuclear research. Yes, yes. And uh, there were quite a number of uh, elements that were discovered during the time that I worked at at Crocker Lab. You are hard to keep up with. What? (laughs) You are hard to keep up with. (laughs) So you were in California, and then you were divorced after? Yes. Okay. And uh, then I married uh, this uh, Irish boy who was my instructor in tennis, golf, and bridge. Oh, Oh. that's an entirely different phase of your life. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. It was very interesting. Was he a good bridge player? What? Was he a good bridge player? Very good, outstanding bridge player, yes. He played with the best... um, and some of the, his friends were on the uh, U.S. team. Really? But uh, at any rate, uh, along came Howie uh, quite a number of years later, because I was married to Paul for 12 years. Mm-hmm. I learned to play golf, I learned to play tennis, and I learned to be a 
pretty darn good bridge player. I'm sure, Tournament you, I'm sure you were. Was he the one who helped form this group of students when you were in school? Is I'm that sorry? He formed, I'm not sure it's he that for, helped form this group of students where you had uh, interracial, inter... Oh, that, 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 no, that was in high school. Oh, that was back in oh, high school. That then. was okay. back in high school. With those we had a couple of very outstanding uh, Jewish boys that were uh, two grades ahead of me. Mm. But they they felt, that for whatever reasons, they felt I could help them because they wanted to form this interfaith youth council and have uh, Protestant, Catholic, and Jewish young people get together socially. They all went, the school was divided by the three the Protestant, Catholic, and Jewish. But they didn't do anything outside of the school until we formed this Interfaith Youth Council. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Well, that was quite, in high school, that's quite a, a remarkable group to get together. And it sounded like you had some hand in getting it going. Yes, well, I worked with the two boys. The three of us uh, put it together. And... Uh, it was very successful. We had a number of social activities and dances, parties, dances, yes, parties. Yes, yeah, it was lovely. It really, it was outstanding. Yeah. Now, where was it you you worked with mice? That and was. Uh, I was married uh, to Gary, my first husband oh, at the time. Okay. And I worked at uh, Old Honor Lab, which is where the 60-inch cyclotron was. Oh, so we're back to that. And okay. I worked for a woman by the name of Patricia Durbin, who was an outstanding scientist. She had a Ph.D. in chemistry, uh, but she ran this lab. Uh, prior to her taking it over was Joseph Hamilton, who was part of the... Uh, uh, Manhattan Project, mm. and but he uh, was not careful, and uh, ended up getting leukemia. From, uh, it's called a special kind of leukemia, where you are subjected to uh, radioisotopes, uh, and that it's it, what he had. affects that, the blood cells. Yes. Yeah. So tell us about your work with mice and whatever. <laughs> I'm kind of fascinated with that. Well, I, they hired me to do the statistical statistical analysis, but I grab they let me uh, do other things, and I started working with the mice and rats, which they were using in various experiments. I also did a lot of chemistry, uh, and I didn't have the chemistry background, but I, I learned pretty quickly, and I could do better endpoints than almost anybody. Uh, By osmosis, you just learned. <laughs> it, it, it was fun. It, it was a marvelous experience. So, Sandy, did you call it a phlebotomist? Well, I think of her as a, as a being a rat phlebotomist. I think of you as being a rat 
phlebotomist <laughs> drawing blood from the veins of the rats. Did you have some bigger animals too? Monkeys, well, we had dogs. There were there were dogs. Yes, we had. Uh, he was a physiologist, and so a lot of the experiments involved physiology, and uh, we had dogs. Uh, and I was told not to uh, get too uh, close to the dogs, and not certainly not to name them. And but it I wasn't because they'd bite. It was because <laughs> because you wanted to take one home, maybe. <laughs> oh, they were precious, Gloria and Brownie. <laughs> you did name them. I did name them, <laughs> and I I I loved those little dogs, but they were soon gone. Yeah. In experiments, sure, yeah. there were research, and and you needed to write up what your findings were with through the blood and any other other. Well, we had a program that uh, we had a what was called a PDP uh, computer. Whether it started out at PDP six, PDP eight, and PDP twelve, these were uh, used uh, paper tape to. Uh, get the results and we would take these paper tapes with our uh, results from our experiments and take them to uh, the big uh, uh, computer uh, who, who would then uh, uh, give us the results. You, <laughs> Your life has been full of uh, learning on your own and learning through experience. I'm sorry? You have spent a lot of your education through experience. It's yes. just amazing what you've been able to do with it. And all of this has led you into other fields, too. But um, now you were in Breckenridge for quite a while. What? Well, first I have to tell. You made how many trips across the country before you got to Breckenridge? We made six. I made sixteen land trips across the country, starting in 1937. <laughs> My mother drove a Model A from Scranton, Pennsylvania, to Los Angeles. Have you told that to Fred? <laughs> what? Have you told that to Fred DiGiorgio about the Model A? No. Oh, you should. Oh, he'd to be him. interested in knowing about that with his car. <laughs> but the and one of the most. Uh, rewarding experiences in my life was to uh, be asked to manage medical and scientific societies. I managed about eight different societies. Now, was this when you were in, where were San you? San Francisco. I was in yes. San Francisco, okay. Yeah, and this was mostly with my husband, Howard. Mm -hmm. Started just a tiny bit with Paul, but it was mostly my husband. And this started in about 1974. Well, now, were these si simultaneously that you, or where what? you managed eight of these societies? Uh, but interventional cardiology, interventional radiology, analytical cytology, ophthalmology. <laughs> what haven't you done? What? <laughs> what haven't you done? You play bridge. You're a scientist. You're a mathematician. You cook. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was going to, I'm wondering, it's just, you didn't have this all at one time. Which? All these societies. Yes. I had eight of them when, 
we lived in Howie and I lived in San Francisco for 13 years, from 1977 until 1990. And during that period, I had about eight organizations that I was managing, including a, a, a group that was looking for a low-level waste site in the state of California to dump radioactive material. Well, you must have been dealing with people all over the country and... Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with the societies. Uh, some were uh, local, like nuclear medicine, that was California mostly. Uh, but uh, cardiology was a very special society by invitation. Uh, and we had members all over the country. Uh, the analytical cytology uh, were all over the world. Uh, I put conferences on in, in Norway and Italy. Who was it that discovered you could do this? When did this all begin? It's, it, it, started, it started just by being asked to manage uh, the California chapter of uh, nuclear medicine. Okay. And then, then it by word out. of mouth... I was slowly brought into these others. They came to me because uh, at they this saw something that you could well, do. Well, at yeah. this time there weren't that many people that were ma managing societies, and so I was kind of unique in being that person that I was there at the right time. <laughs> I'm just shaking my head in amazement. <laughs> well, uh, so Howie was in the picture at this time, Howard, and yeah. you met him. Where was he? How did you meet him? He was that. I was working for a physiologist, where the one with the using the dogs as experiments. Okay. And uh, how he had been in a, a program with the uh, uh, Atomic Energy Commission in Geneva, and he came back and was going to be doing some research work with my professor. Okay. So that's how I met him. From across the water, <laughs> he came back <laughs> and you found him. <laughs> oh. how, how long did you date Howie before you were married? Quite a long time, didn't you? Uh, probably about three years. Oh. Mm -hmm. A good three years or more. You were both really active and busy. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. And you were married 47 years. Yes. 47 wonderful years. Yes. Traveled around the world. What? You traveled around the world and had wonderful experiences. We, we traveled to every place in the world that was safe. The only place we didn't get to is, uh, is the Arctic. And we had that on our list, but we never got there. Mm -hmm. But we went to the Antarctic, and we went to all the countries in uh, Asia, uh, Europe, uh, South Africa, uh, South America. Uh, just place. name it, you've been there. We did a, <laughs> we did a lot of cruising. Uh, we have... We had a combination of probably 700 cruising days in our travels. That's a lot. What was your favorite cruise and we, what was your we favorite went on, country? We on Silver Sea. 
We traveled on. We did travel some on uh, seaborne, but uh, almost 500 days on uh, Silver Sea. Now, much of this was done after. Uh, was you mentioned Breckenridge, and I'm wondering how did you get there, and what was your life like in Breckenridge? Well, we moved to Breckenridge so Howie could ski. Oh, that's a good reason. A good outlet. <laughs> <laughs> and I could continue my work. We, I met with the uh, president of the bank because I was going to have a lot of money from uh, registrations for conferences going into the bank. We met with the postmaster because I was going to have a lot of mail coming, abstracts that people were submitting. Uh, so I really researched and we learned how to get uh, supplies because I needed office supplies on a regular basis. So we researched that as well. And you did a lot of entertaining. Was this part of your connections with so many people? I did a lot. <laughs> I became involved in this social scene in Breckenridge. What, Sandy, what did you call her? Uh, Perla Mesta. <laughs> of Breckenridge. They, they did refer to that. How, how long was your dining room table? How many did you seat? We could seat 18. <laughs> in your dining room right. in Breckenridge. Well, you must have had well, a very big We home. had a, a great big, huge uh, lodge. Uh, the, the home, we had the home built. And it, we had a lodge like, uh, great big room. Very welcoming place. Yeah. Uh, my kitchen was here. The dining was here. The, I mean, it was gigantic. Just with ideal. A great big, beautiful fireplace at the end. And you like to cook. Oh, I love to cook. So did you manage the food end of all of this too, or have someone do it for you? Or? Well, I I managed what I did. Uh huh. And I, I also gave some cooking classes Ooh. for my friends. And then we'd eat, we'd have dinner afterwards. Well, I know you moved a piano around. Now, do you play the piano? No. Howie played the, Howie piano. Played the piano. Did you have piano concerts? What? Did you have piano concerts in well, your home? Well, we did. He, he, he didn't play. Other, but mean, you had other musicians come? Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about the family. You had these three children and I had three children uh, a girl a boy and a girl okay the uh, unfortunately the boy uh, was killed in a motorcycle accident oh, I'm so sorry. in 1985 mm. uh, he was not driving the motorcycle he was sitting on the back and somebody ran into them oh tragic and my youngest daughter had a blood transfusion at Kaiser in the early 80s and was uh, diagnosed with... Uh, uh, with AIDS? What? What was she diagnosed with? AIDS. Mm -hmm. uh, and she got sick in... in Breck she was fine, but she got sick in Breckenridge and had a very severe uh, pneumonia which turned into pneumocystis, mm -hmm. which was the road to the end. Oh, I'm so sorry. I did not know about that, Jean. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it, was, it started in 1991, and she was gone in 1995. Mm -hmm. And she just went down, downhill. 
The tennis player Arthur Ashe. What? The tennis player Arthur Ashe had the same situation. Yeah. He had a transfusion, and then he developed AIDS. Right, right. Yeah, it, it, you, you can get the uh, bug, but uh, you have to get sick to have it to really. To be susceptible to something, yeah. Right. Well, uh, I just want to ask you one more thing about your travel. What was the last trip that you took with Howie? Howie and I took a trip in 2021 to South America. That was when COVID, when we mm-hmm. came back from South America, in that end of that week that we arrived back, everything was closed down. Oh, I'm glad you got back. We got back in time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, it was it was a trip we had done before. We started in Lima, Peru, and ended up in Rio de Janeiro. Well, your travels have been great. Your your life is is wonderful as far as the things you can think back on that you have achieved. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, one of the one of the finest places in the world was the Antarctic. That was absolutely incredible. It's the Antarctic. Um, but now we welcome you into the cottages here. You've been a cottage person for how long? Seven, uh, seven years. We came in, in twenty December first, twenty fifteen, and and you have continued to be kind of keeper of the coffee pot <laughs> <laughs> and an excellent cook. Very, very uh, hospitable to people having wine Wednesdays near your driveway and lawn. And I think we have to say good. Goodbye for for now. Well, thank you, thank you. Oh, Jean, thank you so much for sharing with all this. It's, it's, it's just it's been, been wonderful. Fun. It's been fun. And Santa, thank you. And um, we'll talk next week. And that's wanderings for today. So long. Thank you.